Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, Megan Hall, psychology grad student, spouse, mom, and advocate for change. On this podcast, I provide a space for women to share their story. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today and enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, Megan here. You get me. Happy New Year. Uh, You get me because 2021 was chaos. I had uh, some mental health struggles. I had some physical health struggles. I had to reschedule a bunch of interviews because of COVID and life things. Uh, My guests had to reschedule a bunch of interviews I had a couple people cancel, probably because I offended them with my personal views. Whatever. I don't care. Anyways, uh, so uh, my guest that was supposed to be for this week, because I'm literally right now (laughs) recording the week before again, because chaos, life. Yeah. And I was just, I mean, it was Friday. I'm recording this on Sunday and I'm like, I am not scrounging around to find somebody this weekend to record this thing. Hopefully we'll get caught back up uh, as long as I don't have a bunch of people rescheduling, then I should get caught back up. But yeah, it was a little chaotic for the podcast. I seriously considered going back to just doing episodes every other week. And if I don't get a bunch of, usually in the beginning of the year, I get like a shitload of guest applications. But if that doesn't happen, we'll see. Just please be understanding if it's not as consistent. Uh, I will try to just do a solo episode if I run short or find somebody post on social media. But it is it was New Year's. (laughs) Who wants to just hop on a podcast New Year's? And plus, when I post on Facebook, I have to like say no to people because they don't align with my views and values. And I really hate doing that. Um, There's just certain, I'm pretty open, right? Uh, I know that I've had people on that don't share my views and values. And I just can't have certain people because I feel like when I have somebody on, that I'm kind of like giving the like, okay. And in my defense, I don't like people who apply, I don't go and stalk them and find out like what their, their views are. So like, I don't know. That's my defense for that. But people I actually know, and I'm like, "Eh, but I actually know your views. And, and, you know, I'm pretty open. I have no issue with opposing views, but I do have an issue with certain things like blatant misinformation and lies and bullshit and bigotry and hatred and MAGA level shit. So I haven't, I have an issue with that. And, um, so I still have a few people who are like MAGA adjacent on my social media just cause they haven't crossed that line. There's, there's a line in my head that like people need to cross in order for me to be like, Bye. Uh, so, yeah, if that makes any sense. I am just, I right now I'm very anxious. Uh, my landlord's mom, who he had said, like, to my spouse, 
when we first moved in, like his this house we're living in is he bought it so his mom could move here and be near them because like he literally lives up the road. And when I had talked to him last, he was just like, I don't know if my mom's ever going to move here. Well, his mom's visiting and she came to look at the what we call the pool pond. It used to be a pool. It became its own ecosystem because uh, my landlord bought this house in foreclosure. So it was already gone to shit by the time he bought it. And then he got a quote on how to fix it because it's like a really good pool, like apparently a very fancy pool. And it was going to be like 10 grand. And he was like, fuck it. I'm not doing it. So when I had talked to him, he had said, like, I don't think my mom's going to be moving. Well, his mom came up to look at the pool because she's thinking about having him redo it. I'm like damn it, that means she's probably going to move in in the near future. And I'd really like to know when because I get very anxious about this sort of thing. <laughs> I'm like, I really don't want to move. I wanted two more years in this house. And then we purchase a house near wherever I'm getting my PhD where my spouse can get a job. Uh, and yeah, it's a, so I'm spiraling a little bit in my brain. My brain like once a month is like spiral squad and we just sp- start spiraling about whatever is going on. Yeah. So um, I'm a little anxious right now and I'm like, I need to make a podcast episode because I can't let the people down. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I really am trying to hold a space for women to share their personal, not business journeys This is not an entrepreneurship or business podcast. I really try to avoid that. Sometimes it goes into that realm, but I try to go off people's applications. And so I'll have a link to the application in the show notes for anybody who's interested being a guest. There's like no requirements. Like there's no like you need to have 100,000 followers on social media. I don't care. I don't care if you have no presence on social media. I don't care. I just, a story. And it's not, there are certain topics I avoid now, like fitness related and dieting related topics, because that often turns into body shaming. And I don't want that. Uh, When it comes to uh, people talking about all natural ways to treat your mental health, uh, like, when in the app, I got one application that was like, I was able to go off my mental health medication. I'm like, no, we are not med shaming here. I am on bipolar medication and I do not need to add like, I'm for it. Like, but there are certain mental health like struggles that just need medication. Like for me, I did all the things, right? I, I I did yoga and I ate right and I did this and I did that and I tried like essential oils. I tried all of the things people try to tell you will help and they did not. And instead, I almost imploded my own life. So yeah, when it comes to podcast guesting, again, I don't want people to talk about their business. I don't want people emailing me. This is what or, or direct messaging me. So I'm a podcast consulting consultant uh, for a marketing company. And every time I talk about this, I'm like, okay, let's do this. You should visit a podcast website. Should they have them have a website? Because chances are they will have listed somewhere on their website how to pitch a podcast guest. 
That should be the number one step. But PR people always seem to think that they are the exception to the rule. And they're always emailing me and it pisses me off. I get very irritated. Very few actually do it the way it needs to be done. And I get very snarky and I probably piss people off. And that's fine. I don't care. I actually have a list of PR firms I won't ever accept an application from because they have pissed me off so bad. But anyways, I just can't. Like, don't email me. And then you know the very fucked up thing is they will email my, like, personal email address. I don't know how they find it. I mean, I have several email addresses, but this is the one I consider my, like, personal one. Um, it was my, it would be my business one if I had a personal, like if I had a, a personal business, uh, they will email that. And I'm like, you're not even close. Like you're not even close. You're not even emailing the correct email address. I get really snarky and I'm like, I don't know how you found this email address, but this is not the email address for the Inspired Women podcast. I would suggest going on the website and finding out how to apply yeah, I get real snarky because it really pisses me off. I'm like, where did you find this email address? Is it in some database someplace? Oh my God, y'all need to get it together. So I at least give like bonus, like kudos to those who actually email the, the, the right email address, but it still pisses me off because on my website, I say very clearly, I do not want to be emailed guest pitches. And why should people visit a website? Because I have applied, I've been a podcast guest probably between 10 and 20 times. I don't know. I've lost count at this point in time. Every I've applied a lot of the podcast guesting I've done. I've been asked, but I have applied to podcasts before. And some of them do want you to email them, but they, they want specific information, right? They want specific information and nothing more. So you're going to irritate them if you send them a bunch. Some of these emails are paragraphs long. I'm like, I don't have time to read this and nor do I want to because on my website, I have an application that asks for the specific information that I actually want, not this fluff and crap that I don't care. And most of these emails aren't even aligned with the podcast premise anyways. I digress. Anyways, I've, I've applied for podcasts. They usually want specific information or they have a contact box they want you to use or they have an application or whatever. And the, the polite thing for people to do is first visit the website to see if there's any information. If there is not, that's when you would email. You would see if they have an email address that you can email and, and you know, ask like, you know, Hey, my name is so-and-so. I've been listening to your podcast because you should have listened to the podcast if you're going to apply or pitch a guest. You should never pitch a guest or anything until you've least listened to at least one episode. Why? Because you want to be familiar with the premise. You want to make sure that it's aligned with whoever you're pitching. You also want to make sure you're not annoyed with the voice of what if it's shit? Like what if it is shit quality? Because sometimes I listen to podcasts, and I'm not saying mine's the best quality ever. It's a one-woman show. I edit it myself. I don't have fancy equipment. I have a microphone. It, <laughs> that's it. So, like, I understand. Like, But some I've listened to, and I just had to stop because the quality was so poor. And I'm like, no, I don't. No, no, I can't. My brain doesn't, can't do it. Nope. Um, anyways, 
So you want to listen and make sure it's good quality. I mean, this is something hopefully that the person, the guest would be sharing out because it helps build their brand or whatever. Anyways, so next would be emailing. If there is no application, there is no like, hey, this is how you should do it. No contact box, nothing. The final, and this really should be the final resort. Like if you can't find any email address, any way to contact, nothing, that's when you would DM on social media. That is only when you should. When I get DM pitches on social media, especially from PR companies, I'm like, did you just start your company yesterday? Because this is not the way. Actually, the last one I got, I was a little snarky and I was like, pro tip, I would visit the website of the podcast because most professional podcasters, which I consider myself a professional podcaster, podcaster, I've been doing this for over five years. Now, I don't make money off of this. I do have a Patreon, though, and that will be linked up in the show notes. If you enjoy this, like, there's a $5 level. Just give me a cup of coffee, man. Like, I'm not making money off of this, but it'd be nice to, like, hey, here, have a cup of coffee on me. And I'm pretty sure you can cancel at any point in time. I read somewhere that you can just, like, like not subscribe and just like send money. I don't know. I don't know. I'm subscribed to people on Patreon, not through the podcast, but like my, as a person I'm subscribed. But anyways, yeah. Patreon. If you want to, you know, buy me a cup of coffee. I like coffee. Uh, except when I'm hypomanic. Cause it makes me go oh, I'm like the energizer bunny. Like seriously, in in uh, college, the first time I was in college, because right now, if you've been listening to the podcast, I'm in college right now. Uh, I am in my master's program uh, for psychology. And my goal is to go for a PhD because I want to be a professor. And if you have a PhD, it opens more doors for you. My goal is to work with Dr. Quinn at UConn, uh, the University of Connecticut. So if you have a connection, you want to hook me up, let me know. But I also have like a list of other universities and professors that I'm going to apply to work for. But that's my number one choice. I mean, I have like eight different ones listed. And some of these are heavy hitters like Yale and Harvard. And um, let me share the list in case anybody knows anybody. (laughs) You never know where this like goes and who's connected and, you know, all of those different things. You got to use your network, right, guys? I'm not like trying to you know, be like, oh, I know y'all can do these things. No, I I just, hey, if you can help me achieve my goals and dreams. Now, I don't know how long I'll be doing this, this podcast. Like every year, I'm like, do I still want to do this? Yeah, sure. Let's do this. So it's like around the end of the year is when I decide I'll definitely let you know. I won't just stop doing the podcast like that'd be rude. So Oh my God, I'm going to botch this name so bad. So at Harvard, it's Dr. Hatson Bueller. Yale, it's Dr. DeVidio. Uh, Clark University is Dr. Overstreet. At Rutgers, it's Dr. Rudman. Uh, so Brown, it's Dr. Boykin. Stony Brook University, Dr. Levy or Dr. London. And the University of Albany, it's Dr. Reinman. So yeah. Now, 
the ones to, they're they're listed in order of who I want to work with. <laughs> like that's like my rating for who I want to work with. Uh, so the lower on the list, it's like uh, okay, we have some similarities. So like when I when I talk to my professors about applying to a PhD program, they're like, you are not applying to the program. You're applying to work with a certain professor. You want to find professors who are have this same or similar interest as you. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm interested in stigma, uh, per, like specifically mental illness stigma, but like it could be any kind of stigma. I think prejudice, stigma, like discrimination, all the different things. Like I, I'm, I'm, I love social psychology. That's what I want to go into is a social psychology program. So yeah, goals and dreams, y'all. Goals and dreams. So I mean, school is another thing that prevents me sometimes from actually like being able to stay on top of the podcast. Like I said, it's a one woman show. I do not have the money to pay somebody to edit this and do all the things. No, I don't think so. Maybe if I'm still doing this when I'm a professor, I will have the money and I can pay somebody or when I'm in a PhD program, maybe I'll have the money and I can pay somebody to like edit this out and respond to emails and do all those things for me. But who knows? It might stay a one woman show for the rest of the podcast time. Constantly think like maybe my goal will be 10 years of doing this, but that's like five years away. So I don't know. But I mean, I honestly didn't even know if I would be doing it this long. Most podcasters have quit by now. I mean, I think it's like 50% of podcasters quit in the first year. And then uh, by like two or three years, it's like 75% have quit. Like most do not make it to five years or even longer unless they're making buku bucks off of it. Like buku and you know, just big, big, heavy, heavy hitters in the podcasting world. But yeah, I've been doing this a long time. There is, as I've said multiple times, an application. So if you are interested in being a guest on the Inspired Women podcast, please apply. I supply. This is how it goes. So you apply. <clears throat> Sorry, you apply. I have something wrong with my thyroid. And so it really messes. <clears throat> With my voice and everything, I got a biopsy done um, this upcoming week. I will find out, like, if what's going on. Uh, they thought I had had Hashimoto's, but my blood work came back fine. So they're like, no, I don't think you have that. And I'm like, oh, can you please explain why I have a very enlarged, hardened thyroid? Please, this is your job. You are a doctor. I do not have, you know... A medical degree, I follow the experts. I don't try to pretend that I have a medical degree or experience. I always say this and I've posted about, I posted a big rant on Facebook, my personal Facebook about this. Also, please don't friend me on Facebook. Um, I don't accept friend requests from people I, I don't know, but I also don't accept friend requests from people I barely know. A lot of people who listen find me. Um, or previous guests will find me and I'm like, oh no, we are not doing this. Cause I share some like very personal things on Facebook and 
It's my personal Facebook. I'm actually trying to like reduce the amount of people um, that I'm friends with, not increase it. Anyways, I posted a rant about what makes you a professional because I had an issue with somebody telling me because they listen to podcasts, they understand how podcasting works. No, that's not how that works. Just because you listen to a podcast does not make you a podcaster or a expert on podcasting. And so the same, like, becoming an expert on something, and still I'm like, "Mm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm kind of an expert, right? I'm an expert on what I do, but I mean, other people do it differently. They get paid, and they do all fancy stuff, and they have all this equipment, and I'm just like, well, I'm not to that level, because I'm not that motivated. But anyways, so I follow the people who actually have experience in these areas, like the actual areas, not like a chiropractor telling you how virology works. Like you're not a virologist. You're not an epidemiologist. You don't know how this stuff works. That's not your specialty. So I try to, t- I try to trust the people with the specialties um, and the people actually like sharing legitimate research. So like when you're writing a research paper for college, there are only, I'm sorry if you can hear that. My cat is angry. He's not allowed in here right now, but there are certain requirements, right? For references. Like there are certain things you can't reference and you have to reference it in a certain style. And so I go by that. Like if it's not going to pass the test for me being able to reference it, in my thesis for college, then no, it's not going to work. And and people don't understand how research works. If this research took like no time at all, like it takes time to, to like gather the data, analyze the data, like clean the data and do all these things. Like it's not like an overnight thing. And you have to understand the complexity. So a lot of the anti-maskers are like, well, I'm going to quote this one paper that talks about how mask cloth masks are only 30% effective if no one else is wearing one. The other research, because that one research paper is just seeing like if you are the only person, how effective are they? But, you know, if you, everybody's wearing one, they are far more effective. Anyways, I'm not going to get into this. This really upsets me and and like the misinformation and people cherry picking research instead of like actually looking at the whole picture <sighs> stresses me out. Like why are cases so high right now if these things work? Because you're not wearing a mask. Everybody's not wearing a mask. People are gathering indoors in large quantities, maskless. This is why the cases are up. There are no COVID mitigation measures going on anymore. And by the time places put them in place, it's already too late. It's already happened. And people don't follow them in their own personal spaces. So guess what? It's still going to happen. But people use this data as like, this is why, see, vaccines don't work. A mask don't work. Bitch, you have not been wearing a mask and you're not vaccinated. So you can't say this stuff doesn't work. Now, I don't agree with like, um, people saying like, you need to get vaccinated because like it protects other people. Uh, no, I mean, okay. 
This is what the research that I have read from people who are experts say. When it comes to the vaccines, you are far you're you're far more you're far less likely to get COVID. If you do get it, <clears throat> you're far less likely to spread it. That doesn't mean you can't spread it. It means you're far less likely. You don't give off as much of the virus, I guess, the viral particles or whatever. There's fancy people who can tell you all about this. I recommend following your local epidemiologist, uh, and I will link that page in the show notes. So if you don't know how to access the show notes, you can either go to inspiredwomenpodcast.com. It's not the inspiredwomenpodcast.com. It is inspiredwomenpodcast.com. And or when you're listening to an episode, you can just like scroll up or scroll down on your podcast app, depending on what podcast app you listen on. So that's that's a way if you're listening on the computer, it's usually listed right underneath the episode. Anyways, so I'll link that up in the show notes. So far less likely to spread it. Far less likely to be hospitalized. One one of my friends, my Facebook friends, works in the ER. And she's like, out of every 100 patients that we have hospitalized for COVID, like maybe five are vaccinated. And they tend to be people that are older and have comorbidities. Uh, anyways, um, and if you are vaccinated, you are far less likely to die of it. Now, the Omicron variant is far more contagious. So the first two things about getting it and spreading it are like less likely, but it's still holding up. The data is still showing that the vaccines are still holding up at preventing hospitalization and death, like keeping that possibility low. So there's my COVID rant. Um, Anybody who has listened to the podcast should know uh, where I stand on that. (laughs) There's definitely been a couple episodes where I've said to guests like, okay, you might have chosen to do that, but that doesn't mean everybody should make that choice. We all have to consider our risk. I'm fully vaccinated and boosted. My spouse is fully vaccinated and boosted. My children are all fully vaccinated So we obviously have some opinions about vaccines in this household. Now, I'm not going to be one of those people who's like, if we all got vaccinated, it it would eradicate it at this point in time. Like, unless the whole world's vaccinated. Uh, No. Because, like, these variants aren't coming from the United States. They're coming from other places, especially places with a low vaccination rate. And then they're just spreading and like the Omicron has like 27 mutations or something like that on the spike protein, which makes vaccines not as effective. And we're going to be living with COVID for a very long time. I was watching on New Year's Eve, the uh, Times Square, like ball drop. And there are thousands upon thousands of people maskless gathered together. And I'm like, okay. COVID is less likely to spread outdoors, especially if you're socially distanced. But when you're in a crowd like that, oh, hell no. No, you cannot. No. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. That's, that's not true when you're in a crowd like that. When you're gathered in a big crowd, 
that it doesn't matter if you're outdoors, the risk is still pretty significant. No, not as significant as it is if that large crowd was gathered indoors. But anyways, I'm glad you enjoyed my COVID conversation. I'm sick of living with this crap. I want to be done with masks. I've been wearing masks this whole time. And I switched to wearing KN95 masks in grocery stores and indoor places where not everybody is required to wear a mask. Uh, where, Where I go to school, everybody is required to wear a mask. So I wear my cloth mask. But like, it's very stressful. And I'm sick of this. I'm sick of living with COVID, but we're going to be living with it for a very long time, if not for the rest of our lives, because there are very strong opinions. <laughs> people, there are still people out there who think it's the flu, even though they've had people die of it. Like ugh, the amount of people who have died in the United States of COVID. It was like the third leading cause of deaths in the United States for 2020. I don't know about 2021 because that data still hasn't come out yet, but I'm sure it's the third leading cause of deaths in the United States, if not second by now, Um, because I'm pretty sure more people died in 2021 of COVID than in 2020. Anyways, so yeah, I have strong opinions about that. I'm a progressive. I am. I consider myself a progressive. I do not consider myself a liberal or a Democrat. There's a spectrum, right? In the United States, there should be like seven political parties or six or five or whatever. So just think about what we have right now. We have Democrat, Republican, and Independent. So on the spectrum, I think it should be like, you know, there's some very far left, like past progressive. There's like past progressive anyways so that far left and then you have like progressive and then you'd have like liberal and then you'd have like moderate and then you'd have like conservative and then whatever would be between conservative and or I guess MAGA because I wouldn't consider MAGA like the far right like neo-nazi KKK level I mean some of them are some of them are Maybe MAGA adjacent. Maybe you have like you have conservative MAGA adjacent adjacent and then full blown MAGA. Like, yeah. I don't know. But just that is like seven political parties. Like most other countries like that work similar to the United States have like many political parties. The fact that we really independents have to choose. Like, am I gonna run Republican or Democrat? Because if you run an independent I mean, unless it's, like, in a local, like, level, uh, you're probably not going to get the votes to get, like, selected. So uh, this is bullshit. We should allow more than just two parties to be able to participate in the things. That's my feeling. But I fall in the pro- progressive level on on most issues. I really do. I am, um, you know, like, when it comes to abortion... I am for abortion up until, you know, the fetus is viable. And then at that point in time, if the mom's life is in danger or the child, you know, the fetus is not going to make it um, like they die in utero or they have like this, you know, issue that means they're not going to make it. You know, there's a couple exceptions to that rule. Um, But up until I don't there can be anything. I don't think you need a reason. I don't. 
I don't, and I'm very against some of these abortion bans. Uh, when it comes to climate change, I believe in climate change. I think we need to make some big changes in order to combat climate change. Uh, I'm not, I'm not for like overnight we can do these changes. It's not viable. Uh, it needs to be like a, it needs to be a transition. So like, you know, people who work in coal power plant or coal, you know, coal mining, coal power plants, whatever, you can transition them into jobs that have like more green jobs. And we also have to realize some of this, what they call green energy really isn't. Um, my spouse was telling me about the wind windmill, like, graveyard with all the pieces because they don't do anything with the pieces they just go to this like place where they just place them all and I'm like that's not that's not good no we can't do that solar seems to be like a very viable option uh water water power whatever you call it hydropower good um I'm actually for nuclear energy my spouse worked with nuclear energy and if it's done right um, apparently it can be really healthy and come to find out they figured out, I was reading an article, they figured out how to utilize the nuclear waste. So that's cool. That helps. Um, <laughs> yeah, like there's these things that I, I, I'm very like staunch. Um, I believe there needs to be gun reform. I am. I, I am, this is where I'm not as progressive. Like, I'm not like, get rid of all the guns. Because that's one, against the Constitution. And two, uh, it's never going to happen. Uh, but I think there needs to be gun reform. The way it is right now, no. I don't think so. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's not working. People, uh, and a lot of, like, these shooters, they're not like people are like, oh, there will always be guns on the black market. These people aren't getting their guns on the black market. They're getting them from people they know or they own them themselves. Like the fact that somebody could have a stockpile of like 100 weapons makes no sense. And some of these guns like, why? Why do you need them? My spouse and I actually got an argument about this yesterday <laughs> or uh, Friday. So two days ago, because I'm recording this on Sunday. But yeah, I have some very progressive values on, you know, reforms to things and how things need to change. The system right now is broken and it doesn't work. It works for some people. It doesn't work for all people. And it's 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 built to only help certain groups of people. But anyways, I hope you're enjoying. I hope you're enjoying this episode. It's really like... So my my spouse watches Minecraft YouTubers, and in in the last couple of months I got back into Minecraft because um, I played it with my kids, and then they begged me like, please get back into it. Now I'm like kind of addicted because then I get like really into things. Anyways, I have a Minecraft world. It has lots of bees. It's really fun. <laughs> and I recently built snowman in my Minecraft world, and it brought me great joy. I'm just like a I'm so silly when I play this game. My spouse is so serious. And he's like, I'm going to build these things for you. So you have these things. And I'm like, woo, let's just explore. Let's do this. Let's build an animal like like where I can put all the animals. And, and I'm collecting all the animals. And I have pandas. And I get really excited about the pandas. And <laughs> so silly. Anyways. He watches these Minecraft YouTubers and he, you know, I was like, I noticed that a lot of these Minecraft YouTubers are very careful 
about the topics, like the general like topics outside of Mon Minecraft that they talk about. And then they're very careful about what they say, like uh, uh, around COVID and stuff. And I, I made a um, I made a comment and he was like, yeah, they're not they're trying not to isolate part of their audience. And I was like, but this one YouTuber that he was listening to, like went in and was like, you need to get vaccinated and you need to wear masks. You need to like whatever. And he was like, yeah, he's kind of younger. And so he's probably not thinking about this. I'm like, or he is going for a specific type of audience. I was like, for my podcast, I have a specific type of audience in mind. Now I understand not everybody's gonna like 100% agree with me all the time. I'm not looking for an echo chamber, but there are certain people I'm trying to weed out. Like if I make statements about abortion or whatever, or we do episodes on this stuff and it really turns people off, hey, those are the people who probably shouldn't be listening, right? Or like, it's like, we're never listening to Megan because she's for this stuff. Cool. This is probably not the podcast for you. Like I have a specific audience in mind when I'm I'm creating episodes, right? Like there's certain, like, there's very few topics that are off, off limits when it comes to the podcast. I, I previously earlier in this episode talked about a few, but there are certain things that somebody is like, I'm going to tell you my story about like my Christianity and stuff. No, <laughs> I'm for if people like want to come on, like of other cultures want to come on and share like about their cultural values. I, I'm in the United States. A good portion of the people who listen live in the United States. Now, I have like 70, 100, a lot of different, a lot of listeners in different countries, but they're very low, the amount of listeners. Uh, most of my listeners in the United States. So we know about Christianity. We know about the different things when it comes to that because it's the prominent religion in the United States. I would love to have people from different cultures come on and share with us about like their traditions and what they believe in and, you know, like their the different holidays they celebrate so we can learn. This is all about learning. It is my goal to, of the podcast is like when we talk about these topics, that even if you've never experienced this stuff in your entire life, that maybe it shifts your perspective a little bit. It shifts your perspective a little bit. So now you're like, oh, okay, I understand this. Or, oh, I didn't know that. Or whatever. That's the goal. That's the goal of the podcast. Is shift perspectives to share stories, to create a greater understanding about things. And this is my passion project. You know, some days I hate it and I'm like, I am so done with this. And that's usually when I have to deal with PR people emailing me. Or like people being nasty or whatever. And then other times I'm like, oh my God, I love this. Like I get to connect with the most amazing people in the world. I have interviewed people from all over the world. All over the world, not just in the United States. So it's fun. I love it most of the time. I love it most of the time. I might keep it up at least for the next year. Maybe for the next five years. Who knows? Who really knows? I don't know. You don't know. We all don't know. But I definitely won't let you down and be like mid the year. I'm done. I'm not doing this. 
But if you do enjoy this podcast, can you please rate and review on your podcast app? Uh, so rate, like I, I listen on iTunes, but I'm sure most apps work like this. So rate is the stars, right? You like give it like so many stars. I think on iTunes it's five. The review is when you actually write words. And that's very helpful because then, you know, even though I have like 4.9 stars, there's one person that left a three-star review and never said why. And it really bugs me because it's not like they really hated the podcast, but they thought it was mediocre. And I'm like, why? What can I do to improve? I mean, it's really important if you're going to leave less than five stars to tell how that can be improved. Like, how am I supposed to know how I can improve the podcast if you don't tell me? You, If you also, if you don't feel like leaving, like, a review telling me, then, like, you can email me. Uh, the email address is listed on the podcast website. Now, don't email me podcast guest pitches. I would hope by now you know that's not a good idea. But the reviews, I mean, they're very helpful to me. Like, um, so I, like, I can understand um, what, how you feel, you know, and it helps people see the podcast. We have 36 uh, ratings and I'm just like, ah, that's kind of low for doing it for five years. But I see the stats on the back end. So I know like more, much more than 36 people listen to the podcast. (laughs) But if you could rate and review, that would be super helpful. So and I hope you enjoyed my rambling about all the things. We really just talked about all sorts of kind of topics. Uh, keep tuned in and share this. Share the podcast. You don't have to share the specific episode, but share the podcast with, you know, your friends and your family and, and people who you think would be find it very um, helpful and inspiring. It's called the Inspired Women Podcast for a reason. Anyone who identifies as a woman is welcome to be a guest on the podcast. And anyone who doesn't, who's like non-binary, gender fluid, but feel like leans more to the feminine side of the spectrum, feels comfortable in a place that talks about the experiences of women, also welcome. I am, I'm like, again, progressive. Um, I'm, I'm all for the things I am very like pro- transgender like um, my nephew is transgender uh, I get very upset when people don't use his name and pronouns like very upset I am as if you've been listening for a while am pansexual so obviously LGBTQ uh, all the things I'm very progressive in my views um, and I, I just feel like if somebody's not hurting another living being then why do you gotta be a dick about how they're living their lives. And I got an argument before I I wrap this up. I got an argument with a previous Facebook friend about this. And she was like, if people want to be bigots and, you know, hate people because of the color of their skin or, you know, their sexual identity, that has nothing to do with you. They should be able to live their lives how they want. It's not hurting other people. I'm like, however it is, because those Thoughts and beliefs turn into actions. They turn into words, which actually hurt people. These n- Nobody's keeping that inside 
for like their entire lifetime is like, I'm just going to keep my hatred inside of me for my entire lifetime. These are my beliefs that stay in my head. No, it always turns into actions and it turns into words which hurt people. So that does not fall under this umbrella. I, unless, and not by people, I mean people who are alive. And I don't mean like people, like how people consider fetuses alive. I mean, those that have been birthed. That's who I'm talking about. Outside the womb. I'm talking about as long as they're not hurting other people. I'm cool. Like you do you or other living beings. Like it's all about consent. If somebody can't give consent, you are hurting them. You know, there's a lot of nuances with this. But yeah, like it's not hurting you that I'm not straight. It's not. I mean, it's not hurting you. So whatever. You do you, boo. So that's that's my view. And, and I also believe that everyone has the right to a basic quality of life, right? There are certain things that we should not have to worry about. Medical insurance, medical bills. Like, it's ridiculous that some people are saddled with tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills. We are a very advanced country in the United States and in most of my listeners, most countries that I have listeners in, advanced countries. There's no reason for this. None. I feel like medical care should be a basic human right. There are lots of things I think should be basic human rights. And I feel like my tax dollars should be going towards those things and not other idiotic bullshit that I don't really care about. And I don't think it's really helping anybody except certain groups of people. So, yeah. Anyways, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you have a fabulous day. Also... You know, as my one of my favorite uh, like YouTubers slash whatever Bailey Sarian says, stay safe. <laughs> stay safe. I will also link her up there. I have a big crush, big crush on Bailey Sarian. I would love to have her on this podcast. So if you have a hookup, yeah, I would love to have her on my podcast. She does like makeup and tells like. Horror, like not horror stories but like yeah I guess so and we'll talk about like you know mass murderers and, and serial killers and all sorts of kind of stuff and I just love watching her do the makeup and I mean the stories are cool too and she has a, a podcast as well so I'll link up her website uh, so that you can check out her all of her stuff so anyways have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you later Bye. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.